So I have a highly recommended company that sponsors this show called Gummy Cube, and they have big data analytics from the app stores. It's actually called Data Cube. And what they're doing is they're using real mobile data for their app store optimization and their mobile marketing to help their clients. So Gummy Cube can help you uh, find the right data that helps you increase your downloads. I mean, that's pretty relevant, right? So I highly recommend just go and check them out. Go to www.gummycube.com cube.com that's www.gummicube.com and i want to thank gummy cube because they've just been so great in continuing to support this show so let me thank my absolutely amazing a sponsor called app press they were on product hunt and they received somewhere in the region of almost 600 upvotes that is incredible they are one of the highest most upvoted app creation tools on product hunt so far and a lot of people loving AppPress to help you make native apps that go onto the App Store. So I recommend that you go to www.app-press.com. Thank you very much to AppPress for supporting this show. Hi, my name is Nevin Jitmalani. I'm the co-founder and CEO of Notify Nearby, and you're listening to the App Guy podcast. The App Guy podcast, straight from your host, Paul, the App Guy sharing his app entrepreneur journey with you for your enjoyment. And now, Paul, the App Guy. Welcome to another episode of the App Guy podcast. I'm your host, it's Paul Kemp, and this is the show that inspires you as entrepreneurs. If you're young, if you're old, no matter where you are in the world, you are going to listen to some of the most amazing guests from around the world who have been there, done it. We, we go through their journeys and we share their experiences because it helps us and uh, this is the episode for you, certainly, because a lot of us getting into app entrepreneurship, uh, dream of the day when we can actually retire uh, with a good bank balance and uh, just r- really do what we want. And uh, I've got somebody who's been through it all. Uh, his name is Steve Miller, and he has built and sold a company um, back in 2009. You can check it out. It's We Be Tripping. And uh, he and his wife, Lynn, uh, retired at the age of 50 and 52, which was a dream of mine. And uh, he's now actually, I guess, a little bit um, uh, getting back into uh, entrepreneurship by creating a flip-flop software and some apps. So we're going to talk to Steve. Steve, welcome to the App Guide podcast. Ah, thank you very much. Appreciate that. Oh, let's go into your story, first of all, because uh, there's so many people who would just dream of the day when they can just put their feet up and retire and you've done that. What, what, um, what was your story? Tell us about the, uh, how you got to that point. Sure. I've really kind of uh, been, uh, it's been really great to, to, to live the dream of entrepreneurship and, and sell a company. Um, I started a company called Pragmatic Software back in 2000, uh, back in 1998. And uh, the goal of that company really, I had the exit strategy kind of all figured out at the very beginning. And that was, I wanted to sell the company before my kids went off to college, and I wanted to be able to retire and uh, and travel because my wife and I love to travel. So we built this software company and um, and actually sold it a couple of years before my kids uh, went into college, and that allowed me to finish out my time uh, with the new company for a couple of years for the earnouts. And um, at the end of the of the day, what we were able to do was retire. Uh, become financially independent and travel a lot. And we have a, a travel blog out there called webetripping.com 
where we uh, talk about all of our travels and, and chronicle those. So, Steve, I don't know how much um, you can get into, but, you know, we've never on this show talked about uh, like an exit strategy and what that can entail. Now, you talked about, uh, I guess you sold the company and then you had some, what, retainer, you had to stick around because they're buying you in a way, the entrepreneur. Can you talk through any of the mechanics on that? I think that could be quite interesting. Yeah, normally when you, you sell a company, uh, especially if you're, you've been very active in it, uh, they'll want to do um, what they call earnouts, And it's usually a, a two-year earnout where uh, they'll offer you a certain amount of money for your company and they'll pay you that amount up front or a portion of that up front. And then they'll uh, set revenue targets for two years and they want you to work for the company, you know, with a salary. And if you hit those revenue targets, then you're able to get the additional um, part of the, the money that was promised to you for the sale of the company. And that's how it worked for us. And um, we were able to crush both the, the, the yearly goals of the, the two years that were out there and able to, to get the full amount, which was really great. And, and how did you get the approach? Because as people sitting here now with maybe some profitable app business have no idea how to uh, you know, uh, uh, approach potential buyers. How, how did it happen for you? Yeah, it's really interesting. The, um, the software that, that we built was quality assurance software and project management software for software developers. So it helped them um, track the deliverables of software. And um, what I did early on was I looked for alliances. I looked for other companies out there that had similar but not competing products that we were able to integrate with. And um, one of the companies that I ran across probably about three years prior to selling the company to them was a company called SmartBear Software. And uh, they had an automated uh, testing tool, and we had a manual testing tool. So we developed some integrations so that um, you could do both automated and manual testing together and reported all the results in these nice uh, dashboards and, and other analytical reporting. So it's kind of interesting. Um, once we started doing that, I, I contacted the, the CEO of the company, and he and I, you know, we started selling each other's products, basically. We kept referring each other. And the more we sold, the better relationship we had. And uh, I was you know, sitting around one day, and I got a call from uh, some investors that owned SmartBear Software. It was a venture uh, capital firm. And they called me up and said, Hey, you know, you guys are doing a lot of really great things with us, and you know, we're doing a lot of great things with you. We'd we'd like to uh, to purchase your company. So, a uh, big <laughs> smile came across my face. Believe me. <laughs> then, then the poker face comes on. I'm guessing, and you you, you have to try and hold back your excitement. <laughs> exactly right. You know, I was squirming in my seat, but uh, I was really trying to be cool and collected. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that must be great. And. And so then you had your two years uh, where you, you crushed it, you got the earn out, then I'm guessing is that when you officially retired? What, what did you do after that? What, what, yeah, is, so what, what is life like after <laughs> retirement? Go on, tell me. I can tell you this. Is, it does not suck. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Right. Yeah, because I mean, the, you know, the, the big thing is that we feel that uh, maybe, just maybe, we, we might get bored. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of very successful people who, go on about just getting bored, sitting on a beach, drinking tequilas and, uh, you know, what, but what you're saying is actually it's really, really great. It is really great. And, and I'll talk to that too, because there, there is a, a part of that, that that's important. 
But uh, I'll tell you what we did initially after uh, I retired. I retired at a time where the, the kids were just going off to college. So, you know, we went and visited the universities and kind of uh, kicked them out of the nest. And uh, then we, just, my wife and I just decided to go on a three-month trip. So we wanted to see the Galapagos Islands. We wanted to see Machu Picchu. And we wanted to spend a lot of time in the Bahamas. So we did that. And we did that for three months and uh, and came back and, and uh, that's when the reality of retirement really kind of started sitting in was after we got back. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, that's I, I, I literally I think that the danger of going down this path of an entrepreneur is unlike a job where maybe you don't like it and you just can't wait for that retirement. As an entrepreneur, it's your life and blood. You're, you're living it day in, day out. And it fills the whole day, doesn't it, in a way, and sometimes most of the night. So. To, to just suddenly break away is, are you saying it's quite hard? It's, it's an interesting phenomenon because um, I remember after we got back from that first set of travels, um, it was, we were down, we'd moved to Florida and, uh, you know, it's beautiful down there, but we had this stint of rain for like three weeks or something. And I really couldn't get out and do a lot of the things that I love to do, like cycle and golf. And, you know, I, I'm just a big outdoorsman. And uh, I remember feeling a little bit depressed, like, wow, you know, what am I going to do now? What's, you know, what's the next chapter? And uh, feeling like, oh, well, before when I was, you know, I had my own business and I had employees, I felt like, you know, I was a little more important then. And I feel like I'm a little less important now. So uh, I'm a very uh, upbeat guy. Uh, and, you know, rarely have I ever had, you know, felt down at all. And But I, I did feel that for a few weeks, but um, what I what I found was uh, I started looking at trying to do things that I hadn't uh, had time to do, like working with photography and working with a lot of things that I just you know I wanted to train for a fifty mile uh, bike ride and I wanted to do all these things. So I just kind of filled my time with uh, a lot of activities, and it wasn't long before that feeling went away. And to be quite honest, right now I love being able to plan my own day be able to golf when I want to golf, cycle when I want to cycle, do all these things that I just really didn't have the time to do when I was working so much. Steve, we are all in with you. It does sound like a great life. And um, in a way, I learned something profound. I'm going to speak to the listeners now, the Appster tribe who are listening to this. And I would say that something that I learned recently is that if you constantly look to an event to, to then put your happiness on, you, you know, you, you don't know how to be happy d- during the day and, you know, because you're looking to something else. I, I want to get that pay rise or I want to sell my company or I, uh, I want to make um, a million pounds or dollars. And it's always in the future. And uh, I believe that uh, just enjoying the ride as, as an entrepreneur, enjoying the daily challenges um, can, can be just as enjoyable as perhaps the, the retirement, would you say? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's really not the destination; it's the journey along to the destination. I think, and um, uh, I just embrace every day. I, I just really love having the freedom every day to plan out my day, to be able to do you know all of the things I didn't have time to do before I retired. And it's it's really just it's it's been a real blessing to be honest with you. So this this is a show about apps, and I know that you do have an app project that you could talk through through. Uh, it's to do with flip-flop software. Maybe we could go through what you're doing with your, your app. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, 
there are times that uh, that it's rainy out, or there's times that uh, that I just get uh, encouraged to do something different because I love business and I love software, right? So I came up with this idea about a year ago, and it was called the Two Hour Apreneur Experiment. And I have a blog out there. It's at a memoryjog.com. That's a memoryjog.com slash blog. And there's a Facebook page out there for that as well, facebook.com slash twohourappreneur. And what I've decided to do was to experiment with creating a lifestyle as an, a mobile app development developer and being able to enjoy all of these fun things in life, but also spend you know a few hours a day really heads down on trying to create um, apps to develop, to, to bring income in, to allow you to do some of these other things that you want to do. So that's really what it is. It's a, it's a two-hour apreneur experiment, and I plan to do that for a couple of years. It's really nice that we have the, the, the backing to do that, uh, but it's allowing me to create my first app, which just went in production about a month ago. It's called A Memory Job, and um, it's very similar to a lot of the other password managers that you may have seen, like 1Password or LastPass or, or Keeper. It allows you to manage all of your passwords, manage your, all these things that are easy to forget, and it puts it in one place. But it has one really big advantage that some of those don't have, and that is, I was in a, uh, uh, I was working out one day at the at the club, and I put my iPad down for like five minutes and I walked off. I came back and it was gone, and I, you know, immediately kind of freaked out because I had passwords in there in, in the notes section. And I knew that somebody could get to that. So I was sweating it for three or four days just thinking, God, somebody's going to get my password. So I had to go out and change all my passwords. So one of the things that I did with a memory jog was I it has a web edition as well as the, the app. And if your phone gets stolen or if you lose your phone, you're able to go into the web edition and remotely wipe that, that password database out. So it's a remote self-destruct feature. And I built that into the app, and I really like that feature. Yeah, I love it. Uh, that sounds great. It, does it do like the Mission Impossible, where it, just, it does self-destruct? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like if you try and log in with it, it says, look, this phone's been hacked, uh, and it just erases all the passwords in the, uh, the memory jog uh, password tool. So it's really cool. So, and Steve, let me understand then, two-hour apppreneur, does that mean that you're but what, what trying to do these projects within two hours? What's the two hours stand for? The two hours is I try and work a couple of hours a day on app development and you know app marketing. And obviously, if you're going to do all of the programming yourself, that probably wouldn't be enough time. Uh, but uh, I subcontract all of that work out, and I really just focus on um, on the marketing side of it, the ASO side of it, that kind of thing. Well, that, that's great. So uh, really, then that's for anybody who is. Uh, wanting to have maybe like a part-time gig, you know, doing it uh, on the side, a side project, uh, and uh, can spend two hours a day. They they can follow your principles that you're developing and uh, and uh, really become an entrepreneur without sometimes having to give up their job. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm trying to be very transparent with it. In other words, I go through and I I explain you know everything that I'm doing along the way on that blog, and uh, you know as soon as our our first product went into production. A month later, I created a blog that talked about how it did. You know, this is how many downloads I had. You know, this is how many reviews I had for the app. And this is what I did well. This is what I didn't do well. And this is how I'm going to pivot to do better on the next app. 
Well, I'll make sure that we put uh, those notes uh, in the show notes, Steve uh, Miller, the episode 314. Uh, for the apps to try listening, you can go to theappguy.co and uh, get a link to that. And I'm sure having a look at your download numbers would be compelling enough to, to go and do that. So let me thank my fantastic sponsor, Gummy Cube. Gummy Cube are the world's experts when it comes to app store optimization. Now, I want you to think about how hard it is to convert potential users of your app if they're not even finding you. I mean, app store optimization should be the starting point for any app. I mean, it's no point in having the world's best app if, if no one can actually find you in the app store. So you need to be thinking about app store optimization, which covers keywords, description, screenshots, icon. They will help you with this. They are gathering a lot of data from the app stores and they are enabling app developers to just have their apps discovered by appearing higher up in the app stores, both for search and for the charts. So to go and check them out, go to www.gummycube.com. That's www.gummycube.com. And I want to thank Gummycube for just continuing to be such an awesome sponsor of the show. Well, let me thank my fantastic sponsor, AppPress. Now, AppPress were recently on Product Hunt, and here's some of the comments, so you don't need to just take my word for it. Why not let me read out some of the people that have been using AppPress. Uh, Zaykheim Zukunen says, love the idea, I'm fascinated with the democratization of the coding experience so that anyone with a good idea can go to market. I'm really looking forward to trying this out. Uh, Grant says, yeah, that's great, looking forward to working with you. Uh, Grant is the founder of uh, AppPress. Ryan McCarthy says, very cool, eager to learn more. And Liam Toja says, love to play with this, I like the concept already. So. Lots of people talking about AppPress. AppPress will help you make a lovely app uh, that can go onto the App Store, native app. So go to www.app-press.com. That's www.app-press.com. Thank you very much to AppPress for continuing to support the show. So Steve, you have listened to um, past shows. You know that we do try and help the audience out by uh, coming up with a potential idea. Um, there's two ways of doing that. One is we could uh, just ask you straight out whether you have an idea you can share with us for another app. Um, yeah, yeah I'm actually, um, I'm working on a second app right now, and it's called Count Us Down, and I've already created some marketing materials around us at countusdown.com. And it basically allows you to count down big events in life like retirement or birthdays or vacations or... What about death? I mean, I, I, I was really <laughs> tempted to get one of these countdown watches that, that count down to your likely death. Uh, well, if we did that, it would have to be, you know, like a hundred years out for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, somebody's been doing, uh, doing that with a, a watch. I think maybe an Apple app watch where it will um, give you a daily reminder of how many likely days you have left on the planet. What is it looks at your vitals and that kind of thing? Yeah, and then there's another thing, and I, I really can't remember uh, where I read this, but uh, where somebody lived like uh, every um, every month was going to be their last month, I think, and they lived life like that. And, uh, you know, it wasn't like terminal illness. It was uh, a project to see how they would live life differently, thinking they've only got a month to live. That's actually an interesting concept, right? Because... 
you know, if you know that you have a limited number of days, then you're probably going to behave a lot differently than you would if you felt like you had, you know, another 30 or 40 years. Yeah, well, to all those young people listening, we've got a big young audience on this show. And to everyone, I'm, I guarantee you're thinking right now, I will never get old. Well, it happens to you. It does. And it comes so quickly. And, uh, you know, if we had some kind of uh, mechanism to count down, I think that would be really compelling. Yeah, that is kind of interesting. That's an interesting concept for sure. Okay, so your, your app idea then is uh, to count down to big events. And uh, that, that sounds, and, and so you're counting down in what days, uh, hours, minutes, that kind of stuff? Yeah, you can specify that, and it, it kind of um, it, it's kind of it does that by itself. So if it's a, a good ways out, like you know years out, it'll it'll be counting down by years, months, and days. But it, when it's once it gets closer, it starts going down to months and days, and then days and hours, and hours and minutes, that kind of thing. Okay, so I I want everyone now to um, when that app comes out, download it and put into their the countdown to their first uh, app. Uh, putting their first app on the app store and making that a, a commitment because so many people listen to this without actually going through the process of building an app. And uh, if, if I, you know, set you the challenge listening to this to, to do that, uh, to have a countdown to your first app on the app store, then, uh, and using your app to, as an incentive, that would be pretty cool. Hey, to encourage some people to, to actually create something. That is absolutely awesome. Yeah. Appreciate that. So the other thing is, this is a show about apps, Steve. Um, we'd love to know if you have one or two app secrets or apps that you use in your business or personal life that you could recommend to us. Yeah, I do. Um, have you heard of an app called Goals on Track? No. Yeah, what it does is um, there's, it, it's an app and it also has a web edition. And it allows you to define major goals. And I, I like to do goal setting at the beginning of the year. And then it allows you to take a goal and then uh, create tasks that kind of roll into that goal. And then you can um, go in and, and track how close you are to that goal based on activities you do. And I use that app every day. I mean, it's, it's a wonderful app. And uh, it's, if you wanted to look at it, it's out at goalsontrack.com. Wonderful. That, that sounds great. You know, one of my uh, earlier inspirations in life was picking up a book. Uh, by Stephen Covey called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. I was, all, I was always really excited when they, they brought out, um, like it was a CD-ROM of his goals, you know, like they got the goal tracking. And it was so clunky. It was so difficult to use. Uh, and just nowadays with apps and the ease of setting goals and integrating them into your calendar, it, it, I mean, no one should have an excuse not to have goals put into an app like this. Absolutely. And like I said, that's, it's one of those apps that you, you see yourself using every day, right? I mean, uh, goal tracking something that's you know, critically important you know, if you're building a company uh, because you, you need to measure yourself and see how well you're doing. And it, it really works well for that. Well, Steve, this has been a fascinating journey through like your, um, like your life as an entrepreneur and the retirement and then getting back into this other uh, project. Uh, I've certainly been inspired. How best can we reach out and connect with you? Yeah, probably the, the best way to contact me would be email. You could do that at steve at flipflopsoftware.com. Um, or you could go out to our, uh, our web page. Uh, probably the best way to get there would be www.amemoryjog.com or flipflopsoftware.com would get you there as well. 
And Steve, there is one burning question that I can't help but ask. And uh, it's, were you, were you wise to sell out? Um, I'm, uh, I'm guessing that you did say the company went on to go and crush it and, and do amazing things. Uh, it, yeah, is it, did you feel sometimes regret not keeping hold of it? No, I, actually I didn't. And the reason for that is I've seen a lot of entrepreneurs make that uh, mistake. And that is, you know, you get to the point where your revenue is really growing and you think that you have the ability to push it that much further over the finish line. And you never know what's going to happen. There can be, you know, difficult economic times. There can be a competitor that comes along. There's a lot of things that can derail you from that. So I think, you know, once you got it going and the machine's turning, you know, sell it. And, um, you know, participate in, in pushing it a little bit further and then allow a larger company to, to take it forward and really make it a brand. I think it's, that's a really good way to do it. I have yeah. no regrets at all. Fantastic. Well, that's, that's, again, inspirational. Steve, thank you very much for coming on the App Guide podcast. All the best with um, your apps and uh, let us know if there's anything we can do to maybe beta test some of the apps that are coming out. Perhaps we can help you that way. But in the meantime, it just leaves me to say um, thanks for coming on and goodbye for now. Absolutely. Appreciate that. Thanks for your time. Just to remind you that this show is sponsored by GummyCube. GummyCube are a big data company that are collecting data into DataCube, which is pulling data from the app stores, Google Play and the Apple App Store. So go and use an app store optimization company that is getting its data from the app stores and not from web searches, which do not relate really to what's going on in the app store. Go and check them out. It's www.gummycube.com. Thank you very much to GummyCube. They're just such a great supporter of this show. Just to remind you that I am sponsored by App Press, and they are an app creation tool that will help you get native apps on the app store code free. They are one of the most upvoted products on Product Hunt for app creation tools. And so that tells you everything you need to know. You can go and try it out for free by going to www.app-press.com. That's www.app-press.com. And thank you very much to App Press for continuing to support the show. So as you know, I'm reading out some of the reviews. If you've missed this section, uh, this is where I run through all the reviews uh, that uh, you've left me ever for the podcast it is so inspiring me reading this stuff out it's really motivating me and so let me go straight into it i'm currently up to the 18th of january 2015 Uh, this is from uk gamer 10,000, loving the podcast i followed paul for some years now his podcast is simply inspirational i love that word inspirational i'm so glad I've I've managed to deliver exactly what I was hoping to do. Uh, I get inspired all the time on the podcast, and I'm glad that you do as well. Uh, a US listener, uh, Core Big, uh, on the 18th of Jan 2015, five stars. Discovered by mistake, but haven't regretted it for a moment. A podcast which I listen to first thing in the morning always leaves me wanting more. Well, Corey Big, thank you so much. 18th of Jan 2015. Uh, Let's just move on. Uh, compelling interviews with app entrepreneurs. Uh, UK, Peter E. Johnson. That's Peter's E. Johnson's. And Five Star. This is simply a great show. The App Guide podcast is on my top list of shows I listen to daily. Oh, Peter's E. Johnson's. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 18th of Jan. 
the greatest app podcast on iTunes. Well, Obi Josh, you are incredibly inspirational leaving this for me, just reading it out. Uh, 18th of Jan, 2015, US. Obi Josh, you're the best. Paul does what only great interviewers can. He gets you engrossed in the world of apps, some of which you'll have never heard of before. That is fantastic. These are just really inspiring me. I'm loving going through and reading out some of your feedback. Uh, outstanding. Uh, 18th of Jan, 2015, UK. Roy's are up outstanding professional high quality and consistently educational i've been listening since the start and i've never been disappointed roy's uk we should have a drink sometime top quality uh, the interviews force the listener to think about the real world problems how apps can solve pain points and disrupt markets the section where the host paul asks a guest for a pain point and tries to flesh out a new idea is ace that is great feedback, Benson Carr from the UK, 18th of Jan, 2015, five stars. And I really appreciate that feedback because I've always wondered about the format. I kind of just made it up and it's from what I want to listen to. And uh, I'm really glad that you've uh, reinforced that. Uh, oh, I was hoping to get through January's, but uh, I'm just, I'll finish. 18th of Jan was obviously a really busy day. So I'm going to have to leave it for here. I'll read some more out uh, in the next episode but for the time being thank you very much for these uplifting inspirational reviews i am loving it thank you so much bye for now